Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Roberts, and as always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Roberts. And here on the Maroon Friday edition of The Yard, how wonderful it is to live in a country where we can celebrate Maroon Friday however we choose. Hope that you are celebrating with us today, as we are always grateful we can celebrate Mississippi State, the premier athletics program in the Magnolia State, bar none. Absolutely bar none. Had a great night last night in Memphis. Met with uh, some great Bulldogs there at, at Craft Republic Bar and Grill. Wonderful time. Sold a lot of books. Uh, shook a lot of hands. Uh, had just a great time of fellowship there, kind of celebrating Mississippi State and uh, talking about Stark Villains. And if, if you listen, get out, come to an event. They've got next week. I'll be in Birmingham on Thursday night. I'll have uh, you know more of that for you, I guess, in the coming days. But um, Excited to be on the road, not quite as much as I was during the holidays, but you know, it's nice to get out and go to some different areas. We have more dates coming soon, and so uh, we'll be able to to share some other dates with you. If you're interested in one of those dates, maybe booking a date, reach out, let us know. I can put you in contact with the people that do that stuff for me. And so next Thursday, that's going to be at District Brews in Birmingham, 6 p.m. Uh, until. We'll do like a little watch party thing. So. Birmingham, Alabama, next Thursday, January 30th. Look forward to being with you guys then. I want to thank our good friends at Bulldog Burger Company, longtime sponsors of the show, longtime providers of great food in Starkville, Mississippi, the best appetizer in Starkville proper, the spring rolls right there at Bulldog Burger Company. You, you have to get them. There, there are a few things that I'll put my personal endorsement on. But let me give you the Rose Bowl Roberts and guarantee you're going to enjoy those spring rolls. They're absolutely fantastic. Go by, have them. Find your own favorites. I, you know, I, If you want just a good straight-ahead restaurant-quality burger, and there's not much better than that, okay, treat yourself to the fine delicacies of Bulldog Burger Company by getting the Bulldog, the straight-ahead rock-and-roll hamburger, no frills, just beef, great quality food. But if you're like me, and maybe you want a little walk on the wild side, let me encourage you to try the Mission. Get the Pico de Gallo on the side. That way you can control the distribution. Get the Pimentology Add Bacon. I'm still kind of partial to the Lauren. I've been back on the Brian a little bit, too. You can find so many options for you there. And uh, maybe perhaps if you want to bring the family out, maybe you're a little bit health conscious and think, you know what, Steve, I don't know if I want to eat that heavy. You can have the Kale State Salad. You can have the Angry Bird Salad. A lot of options there. Uh, for you, including, hey, if you want to get a hamburger, you can get your, your your burger served on a bed of lettuce. You don't even have to have the bun. So a lot of options there for you. So get in contact. Bulldog Burger Company, two locations to serve you now, one in Starkville on University on Gloucester Street in Tupelo. Bulldog Burger Company, where people go to meet, M-E-A-T. So our top story, because since we have been together, a little bit's happened. There's always something going on at Mississippi State. Let's go ahead and talk about Zach Arnett. New defensive coordinator, Zach Arnett, a disciple of Rocky Long. Uh, and if you have followed college football for, for some time, if you're a fan of the game, you probably have heard the name Rocky Long, one of the best defensive minds in the country. And so a lot of the discussion back when Mike Leach was first hired is that, you know what, he'll make a run at Rocky Long because Rocky's going to retire from head coaching and doesn't want the responsibility of all that. And so Mike and Rocky are great friends. This is a chance for them to kind of work together. Well, that didn't work out. But some of the talk among industry circles was is that Rocky Long was telling everybody involved 
everybody out there that was uh, looking for a defensive coordinator that contacted him and said, hey, Rock, will you give us a look? He's like, you know, listen, I'm not ready to do that, but you need to talk to Zach Arnett. Zach was my guy at San Diego State, played for me in New Mexico. Great resume. And he, listen, he hadn't been around very long, but he's accomplished a lot already. And so let's kind of run the numbers down here on Zach Arnett, your new defensive coordinator uh, here at Mississippi State. As I mentioned, he played for Rocky Long at New Mexico. Uh, was a great player there uh, on the field every single year. An absolute standout linebacker there and uh, was even a team captain as a senior. So he wasn't just a special teams guy. You know, this is a guy that was very involved in what they had going on. Uh, had over 200 tackles, I guess, in his college career. Uh, was very, 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 very involved. A great student, academic All-American, uh, scholarship guy, also a great athlete, played some baseball. Gets into coaching. Eventually finds his way. San Diego State, Rocky Long, his mentor, coaches linebackers for four years exclusively, then becomes a defensive coordinator for the last two years. So he has been there for six years. With Rocky retiring at San Diego State, Zach, of course, forced to kind of look for other employment, accepts the job at Syracuse. And what I've learned since and on all that's happened, because everybody's like, ah, oh, he signed with Syracuse. There are a lot of people, and, and I don't say this to be disrespectful to anybody else, but it's really kind of a tribute to the way we do business at Mississippi State. There are a lot of people that based on media relations release off trust or whatever, you know, um, they don't have a signed contract. They don't have a signed offer letter. They don't have, you know, they don't finish the deal and then things change because if you don't have a signed contract, things can change. And you know what we have learned from experience is sometimes you can have a signed contract and there are people still willing to buy you out as we saw with Brian Baker uh, last year. Well, he signs an extension with Mississippi State and goes to Alabama anyway. So Alabama had to buy out the contract, and they get Brian Baker for a year and then put him off the field. But that's another story for another day. But State goes after Zach Garnett. They get him. I guess he'd been at Syracuse for 11 days. I think that's right. Gets the offer from Mississippi State, accepts pretty much immediately, finalizes a deal, and it's now your defensive coordinator. Now let's look at some of the things that he did last year at San Diego State, because I think it's important that you know what you're getting in Zach. One of the things that I think is important is that he has coached and played the linebacker position. There are a lot of people out there that know football that, that didn't play a lot of football. I mean, Mike Leach didn't play college football either. But Zach, it's a guy that will have some instant credibility because of the fact that he played a position, has coached a position. He will oversee the full defense. Uh, we do expect him to hire a linebacker coach to kind of help in that respect. I've heard the name Jamar Chaney mentioned a couple times. I know that Mississippi State has been in contact with Jamar. Not sure how advanced those discussions have been, but I do expect State to take another another defensive assistant coach, probably a linebacker coach. But let's look at these numbers for San Diego State. Very, very, very impressive. San Diego State, number two in the country and scoring defense, allowed 12.7 points per game. The only team ahead of them was the University of Georgia, 12.6 points a game. San Diego State allowed the fewest number of touchdowns in the country, 19. The fewest number of extra points in the country, 17. This is a group that keeps you out of the end zone. Look at the football schedule. Let's run it down here. They shut out Weber State 6 nothing. Probably a little bit of a disappointment. They didn't do more offensively. But 6 nothing. They go to they go to Pasadena, one of my favorite towns, and uh, they beat UCLA 23-14. They go to New Mexico State, beat them 31 to 10. They lose to Utah State in a bit of a surprise at home 23-17. They then go into Fort Collins, Colorado. They take down Colorado State 24-10. They beat down Wyoming 26-22. You may remember Wyoming beat Missouri earlier this year. They go to San Jose State, a team that beat Arkansas, and beat them 27-17. They go to UNLV, beat them 20-17. And you might, you might be hearing some consistent numbers. Yeah, you probably should be. They lose at home to Nevada, 17-13, probably a game they wish they had back. They take down Fresno State, 
they lose at Hawaii 14 to 11. And they beat uh, Brigham Young 13-3. And then they shell Central Michigan in the New Mexico Bowl 48-11. to If you if you remember those numbers, I mean, just kind of looking through this, they give up 23 points to Utah State. Guys, that's the high. That is the season high. They held every other team in the teens or less. Well, I guess Wyoming had 22. But you get my point is this is a team at San Diego State that consistently controlled the game and did not allow a lot of points. So now the question becomes, okay, when you look at these numbers, you know, can can you do it in the SEC? Well, the argument's always been, well, you, you know, can they do it against SEC talent? I think the, the, the counterpoint to that argument is you're going to be doing it with SEC talent. You're going to have SEC players on the field looking to stop other SEC players. And so – I think when you get inside the numbers and you really look at what Zach Arnett has done, it's the 3-3-5 defense. And so some people right now are saying, Steve, what in the world does that mean? Let me just go ahead and tell you, think Joe Lee Dunn. Think Joe Lee Dunn, Mississippi State. Many of the same concepts. We ran some of these concepts with Todd Grantham. It was really kind of a a 3-4 alignment where you bring a rush end up or you have a stand-up backer out there. But uh, some people call it the 3-3 stack. But – Basically, here's the deal, is this defense, and it really goes to show that Joe Lee Dunn was kind of ahead of his time, you're really able to get out there and defend the spread. You're able to get out there and you know set the edges and keep people from you know, buzzing the flats and sort of stuff because you're going to have more speed on the field. You got one less defensive lineman. You got one extra defensive back. It's, it's a nickel defense, okay? And we've run a lot of those concepts. It's one thing, too, when you look at the secondary. You know, we have run a nickel defense uh, almost exclusively the last couple of years uh, under Bob Shue because, you know, some games you'd have a 4-3 line, but more times not it was a 4-2-5. And so there's not going to be a lot of relearning in that respect, but we're going to blitz from anywhere and everywhere. And one of the things, too, about, the you know, those three-man fronts, you know, we've got depth up front, but – it's, it's a little different type defense. It's not a bend but don't break defense. You know, when you run to 3-3-5, you're trying to basically get in there and shoot gaps right out of the way. It's, instead of getting out there and kind of standing people up and just kind of, you know, read and reacting, you're not doing that. You're trying to set the tone. You're trying to get the tackle for loss. You're trying to attack the gap. And then more times than not, you're going to run some stunts and you're going to have linebackers blitzing from all over and you're going to bring those dog safeties. And and to be honest with you, I hope we call them dog safeties. I don't guess it matters a whole lot in the grand scheme of things, but I think that would be kind of an ode to our past. I think that would be a good marketing campaign if you hear me out there. But I like the fact that we have got a young and -and up-and-coming defensive coordinator that is bringing a very difficult defense to plan for. Because here's the deal, and I think most people maybe undervalue the importance of this. Nobody in the SEC is running this defensive scheme. And so here's the thing that happens. Well, because most people run, you know, a, a base 4-3 cover 2, that sort of stuff. But now all of a sudden you're going to run these odd man fronts. And, and uh, so everything changes from an offensive standpoint. Your blocking scheme changes. Your splits change. The way the holes open up for the running back change. It's different, and you've got a week to get ready. It's kind of like when you look at the Kentucky defense. I mean, Kentucky runs some odd fronts. And so a lot of the Mark Stoops defense is kind of designed to slow down the zone read and and kind of attack the mesh point. And that's really why I think Kentucky has given – Dan Mullen and slash Mississippi State some issues over the years is because his scheme matches up well with that brand of offense. And again, you've only got a week to get ready. And I think that's one of the reasons that you struggle there. But in this situation, it's going to be even more dramatic because of the fact that just nobody runs these fronts. And I think also, too, now that State's going to do their air raid defense, I think it negates a lot of that Kentucky stuff. You know, I think they'll have to kind of change the way they do things against Mississippi State. But what I, I like this scheme because of the fact, I think when you look at, and I give Pete Dammel credit, he made the comment about Mississippi State's going to be a pain to prepare for. you got a week to get ready for the air raid. you got a week to get ready for a 3-3-5 defense. 
I want Mississippi State football to be an absolute annoyance to everybody. And so when you look at these things, you look at the steps that we're taking to kind of make this football program something better than it is, and it's been pretty good. And at times it's been really good. A couple of years have been great. But we talk about going from good to great. At Mississippi State, we cannot run the Alabama concepts with less than Alabama talent and expect to get anywhere close to Alabama results. That's not how that's not how it works. At Mississippi State and places like Kentucky and, and other schools, we have to be a little bit different. We've got to be out there and be a little bit crazy if we really want to compete. If we really want to get back to Atlanta, we've got to do things a little bit differently. We've got to be a bit unorthodox. And that's when the, what I love about this hire and the Mike Leach hire is because of the fact these are people that have proven they can win. These are people that have proven they can stop people. San Diego State went 10-3 and three last year. A great way for Rocky Long to go out. You go 10-3, and three, I mean, he's been a coach there, I guess, what, eight, nine seasons. San Diego State's kind of been a G5 power. And now you begin to think, okay, you're going out and you're getting this up-and-coming coach that many people believe eventually will be a head football coach. And he's coming in and excited to test his system against the best in all of college football. One of the things that I like, what I'm hearing about all of this, is that these people want to be here because they're eager to measure up. There are some people out there, and including some of the people that John Cohen and Mississippi State has interviewed, that are scared of the SEC West. The SEC West is not for everybody. And I can understand some people that say, you know what, I've got a good get going here. I never have to worry about anything. I'm just going to stay here. I'll stay here in the shallow waters. You guys go ahead. You know what, I don't have a lot of respect for that, but I understand it. I think if you're a true competitor, you want to go out there and compete against the best. You know, I, I have never been a football coach. I've coached basketball, I've coached baseball, I've coached soccer, I've coached taekwondo, had a chance to win championships in every sport and have won championships in every sport. But you know what, if I was a football coach, I would want to go measure up against Nick Saban. I would say, you know what, where do I need to get better? What do I need to figure out about my system and have an opportunity to play and, and kind of see where we're good, and where we're deficient? But that's what you're getting with Mike Leach and Zach Arnett. Those guys want to compete. You know, there are a lot of guys out there that are great church league softball players that couldn't hit a breaking ball. Now, I'm sure they've got a revisionist history. But, you know, uh, when you have a chance to go out there and measure up, you kind of get an idea of uh, – where you stand, where you need to improve. And if you're a competitor, you want to know where you're weak. And I don't think you find out where you're weak by hiding, you know, out there in the G5. I think you find out how to improve when you go out there and you compete against the best. And you know what? There's nothing more rewarding than when you beat the best. I'm going to give you a hot take right now. Mississippi State's going to upset somebody this year. They're going to upset somebody. And it's going to be a big deal. And all of a sudden, people are going to be like, holy smokes, what is happening at Mississippi State? Mark my words, we're going to upset somebody next year. And it's going to be a big deal. Because people aren't going to be prepared for Mississippi State. And I, and I, I guarantee right now, I've talked to a couple of college coaches already. They're already saying, you know what, this is going to be a problem. This is going to be a problem when you got it, when you go out there and, you, number one, you've already got to prepare for Mike Leach and the air raid because of the fact that they're banking on the fact that their fourth and fifth best receiver is better than your fourth and fifth best defensive back. And more times than not, they're going to be because the route runner knows where he's going and the DB doesn't. And so as long as the quarterback can deliver an accurate pass, it's going to be a problem. And then after you get beat up by LSU and Auburn and everybody else, and all of a sudden now you got to deal with this three-three-five thing. And you got to try to quarterback out there every now and again. It's a little bit, you know, gimpy. And you've got those dog safeties. You've got the ghosts of Pig Prather and Tim Nelson just bearing down and breathing down your neck. It's going to be a problem. And so when you begin to think about how we felt a couple of weeks ago, you know, we've had some very eventful Maroon Fridays. You know, we terminate Joe Moorhead. We hire Mike Leach. It is amazing how the fan base has been transformed in that time. You know, before the Joe Moorhead termination, there were many respects we were split as a fan base. 
lot of people said, you know what, Joe hadn't had enough time. He's had some some unbelievable things to deal with. And other people are like, you know what, if we're going to have to fire him next year anyway, let's just do it now. And so John Cohen, Dr. Mark Keenum, they make the difficult decision. You know what, we're going to go ahead and make a coaching change. In the days that followed, we find out that some other things have been going on behind the scenes at Mississippi State that were not instrumental in success. Find out there's some disciplinary issues. Find out there is a culture problem at Mississippi State. Well, that's changed. You go out and you get together that's disciplinary and it believes in accountability. And listen, we're already seeing it on social media. It's one of those things, too. I remember so many people said, hey, Steve, I wish our players would stop tweeting so much. But I think now what you've seen, what they've done with Tyson Brown as their strength and conditioning coach, people are happy to see the player tweets because people feel like, you know what, we're, we're going in the right direction again. Wait a minute, guys. Our guys are right here fired up for that morning run at 630 in the fog, and it's 35 degrees outside. They're running to the stadium. It's a different deal. So, yeah, I'm excited to see those tweets. I read Tyler Williams talking about how uh, the new strengths and conditioning program is treating him like uh, McGregor did Cowboy of the UFC over the weekend. You know, uh, that's what I want to see. I don't want to see, well, you know, we should hire this coach or that coach. And listen, I know the guys get emotionally attached to, to coaches. That's just part of the process, and, and you can respect that. But, uh, you know, play, part of the player job is to, um, is to play and not to make hiring decisions and that sort of stuff. And so I am encouraged by what I am seeing and hearing. I, I had somebody share with me that uh, the mentality of this new coaching staff is basically you're either in or you're out. And you need to let us know because the standard is not going to change. We're not going to sit here and have a meeting and coddle you and tell you that things are going to be okay and call your mom and that sort of stuff. You're, you're a man. Okay, so either you're going to do what you're asked to do or you're going to find somewhere else to do it. It's like you know, Leach's big mantra is that you're either coaching or you're allowing it to happen. And so if you're a player, that's part of your the process is you have to be coachable. You have to allow coaching to take place. And so I'm fired up in case you can't hear. I, I'm the What I have heard about Mississippi State football over the course of the last week makes me think, you know what, this is going to be an eventful year. And that's not, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's going to be some great year that we're going to go out there and win 10 11 ball games. I mean, we might, but I'm not projecting that. But I think that we are headed in the right direction. And really when you go back, I know people you know, say, well, you know, Steve, you know, what if we had hired Mike Leach after Dan Mullen left? You know, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Who knows if Mike Leach is ready to make a move back then? The bottom line is it's it's not about what we should have done. It's about what we have done and what we're about to do. And I am excited about football. I think Zach Arnett is a great hire because I think you need some new blood. I think you need – that's the thing. You know, we, listen, we could have went out and hired Rocky Long. You know, I, don't, I don't know that Rocky wanted to come. My point being is that, you know, that Rocky's on the back end of his career. I think you need people, you need some new blood, some people that are ambitious, you know, people that are working to to help not only their brand, but to build the team. And I tell you, one of the best things that I've heard about uh, this Mississippi State offensive staff is that those guys believe that if properly executed, that their offensive system can beat anybody. That they're not scared to put their team on the field because they have a belief in Mike Leach and this offense and each other. And that's why it makes sense to bring that entire offensive staff intact. What happens next? Well, you bring these guys in. They know what the standards are. Mike Leach isn't going to have to spend the spring teaching his coaches how to coach. They can hit the ground running. And that was one of the things, too, about Joe Moorhead. You know, when Joe came in, Joe said, hey, I'm bringing these guys in that, that know our system. And while those guys were great guys in their own right, they were scattered to and fro. You know, Luke Getze was with the Packers, and, and Andrew Briner was with Fordham. Uh, Mark Husbeth wasn't even part of the system. You know, and then, and then, you, then you go out and you, you bring in Marcus Johnson, the guy that wasn't part of the deal either. But, you know, you're going – it's like that was that was the bill of goods we were sold. I don't say it to be negative about Joe, but that was the deal. Is we're bringing in these guys because they know our system. But you know what? They haven't been around as the system has evolved, as the terminology has changed, as some of the route concepts – have been adjusted. There is nothing that has happened at Washington State in recent years without all these guys being on board. And so they show up and they don't have to get up to speed on that because it's what they know. It's what they've done. And so now it's a matter of that group working together 
not having a second guess, but being able to say, hey, guys, here's what we're going to do. And listen, there are going to be a lot of guys, a lot of defensive players that uh, are going to be dropping the coverage against us. They're going to be dropping eight, nine in, in the coverage. And that's going to make accuracy as a quarterback paramount. You can't have a guy that's going to get out there and get it close. You can't have a guy that's going to have a big miss. Because, you know, and to be honest with you, we've got some guys out there now that, you know, if they had to throw it against eight, nine in coverage, they'd probably throw it to the safety more times than throw it to the receiver. And so there will be a developmental piece in all of this. And so, but I'm excited about all this. You should be excited about this because Mississippi State has a new identity in football. And again, mark my words, we're going to upset somebody this year. We're going to take somebody down and it's going to be a big deal. And it's going to be a sign of things to come. So I told you guys recently we have added a new advertiser here at the Boneyard, and that's Hawthorne.co. That's Hawthorne with an E. H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E.co. Very, very, very impressed. Very impressed. I told you guys Monday I took a little quiz, and there's you know, you can go to their website right now, Hawthorne.co, take the quiz, and then they recommend progress pro, products for you. It is a symphony of scents, let me tell you. They send it to you, and, I, and they, I've got my products. I got the body wash. I got the shampoo, the conditioner, the body lotion. got the cologne, and they give you two, two scents, and they're complimentary scents. You got your work scent. You got your play scent. And, guys, it's fantastic. I have had more compliments this week about cologne than I have in recent memory. And I'm a guy, listen, I'm, I'm a Calvin Klein guy. I have been for years. But I think what happens is that, that that becomes a little bit accepted. You know what I mean? It's like you, you smell it all over the place. I've had more people this week ask me, hey, what, do, what are you wearing? You smell really good. What's that? It's the fragrances from Hawthorne.co. And so uh, packaging was great. Delivery was great. The people have been great. And uh, it'll be great for you, too. So I'm going to give you a promo code that will save you some cash. And listen, ladies, if you want your man to smell better, mark my words, you can do it. Take it upon yourself. Go do it. Valentine's Day is coming up. You can get you can get the one-time shipment or you can get the replenishing uh, subscription where they send it every few weeks. Do it however you want to do it. But use promo code Boneyard. Again, it's Boneyard, B-O-N-E-Y-A-R-D, and save 10% off your order from Hawthorne.co today. Go by, check them out. You will not be disappointed. You know, I get a lot of people that contact me to want to advertise on the show. And, and to be honest with you, I turned down over half of them just because I don't think it's a product that represents me or something that I believe in. They have sent me these products. They are absolutely fabulous. If I was not pleased with them, I would not have accepted them as an advertiser. So go check it out, hawthorne.co. We've had some basketball news, too, since we have been together. The Mississippi State men beat Arkansas. And, and here's the deal, too. We did not play exceptionally well in that game, but we played hard in that game. We didn't shoot it well. We defended pretty well. We rebounded really well, and we shot free throws well. But we did not play exceptionally well. We played well enough to win. In years past, we would have lost this game because I don't know that we had the toughness. We showed some real toughness in that ball game. Very, very excited about how that thing transpired. I think you guys were as well. And uh, Mississippi State takes care of business. You start 0-3, you get the three-game homestand, you win all three, and and really as a collectively you look good in all three games i thought our, we had a much better offensive performance against missouri but arkansas the best win of the year i can only begin to imagine what would we have done to them had we really shot it well and so that's why i think you know you can look at this and say you know what yeah it's good to get the win but we can play better i don't know that we can play harder but we can play better we hold isaiah joe to 2 of 13 from the field 2 of 13 and one of those shots came very, very late when the game was all but decided. He did pull down seven rebounds to lead Arkansas. We hold him to five points. Mason Jones did get off. Jimmy Witt got off. Uh, that Mason Jones guy really like him, number 15, really like his game. This is He's a pro. I, I think he's a guy that we'll see uh, do some big things. But Mississippi State, huge night. Reggie Perry, 6 of 13 from the floor, 14 of 15 from the line. And that's one of those things. He's got to be ready for that because there's going to be a lot of these folks that kind of take the hack-a-shack defense. And that's the one of the ways you can prevent that from happening, make it an empty foul. You go ahead and make those shots. Pulls down 13 rebounds. 
big, big stuff for sure. And Reggie Perry's really starting to play like an SEC player of the year candidate. You know, many people expected him to put up these kinds of numbers. And the first Bulldog in, what, over 20 seasons to have three straight games of 20 points and 10 rebounds. I mean, we're getting everything that we expected out of Reggie Perry and probably then some. Not to mention, he has become such a skilled passer that when people begin to collapse on him, he's able to get his other teammates involved. Handed out three assists the other night. DJ Stewart, big game for him. Four of 11 from the floor, 14 points. Nick Weatherspoon pitches in a dozen. Tyson Carter with 10. That's three straight games off the bench for Tyson where he scores in double digits. Feel really good about the direction of things right now. Still digging ourselves out of a hole a little bit. I guess I hadn't looked at the latest net, but I guess state somewhere's in the 40s. Got some big games coming up. Big games coming up. Oklahoma tomorrow. That's a big ball game. It's on a, quote, neutral floor there in Oklahoma City. I don't know that there can be a neutral game against Oklahoma anywhere in the state of Oklahoma. Yeah, it's not how it works. But that's one, too, you look at and you begin to think, okay, we can find a way to win this one. We get ourselves in, you know, a little more of a resume building win there. Not that Oklahoma is a, a national marquee type team, but, you know, these are the kinds of games that you build resumes with. Oklahoma basically the same mirror image of Mississippi State, 12 and 6, 3 and 3 in their conference. They lose a tight one on Monday against Baylor, 61-57. And then we'll take on Mississippi State Saturday, 1 p.m. That'll be on ESPN2. Again, part of the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Be sure to tune in for that. The Mississippi State women last night, a difficult game for three quarters. Very difficult game for three quarters. But Mississippi State did what championship caliber teams do, and that's put people away in the fourth quarter. Very difficult game. And and that's one of the things, too. You had that emotional loss on Monday, and then State has dominated Vanderbilt uh, the last few years. And so you go on the road again. So it was kind of a trap game, I guess, in many respects. But State's able to survive that. Uh, and again, a lot of it had to do with some of these young players. We've talked about, you know, the difference in a great season and a really good season for Mississippi State this year is going to be the development of these young players. Well, they're, they're going up before our eyes. You look at the numbers from last night. And before we get into individual numbers, I don't know if you guys remember, but we were, uh, we were down <laughs> leading going into the fourth quarter. Mississippi State jumps out to the big lead, 24-14 in the first. And then we could not throw it in the ocean in the second. Vandy puts up 16 to our seven. All of a sudden, it's a tight ball game, 31-30 at the half. And you just kind of felt like, okay, we're sleepwalking through this thing. We will figure it out. We get into the third quarter. Honestly, I, I, we were able to watch the game on the way back from Memphis. I, I did not think that our intensity level was very good. They outscore us 20-15. to 15, Head to the uh, the fourth quarter. I guess it was up four. And it looked like, you know, and I, was, I had the people with me. I was like, you know, we're going we're gonna to win the ball game. We're going to win the ball game, and they're going to be pretty. It turned out to be a lot more beautiful than I expected. Mississippi State puts up a championship caliber fourth quarter. You switch to the matchup zone. We never do that. They don't know how to attack it. It takes them out of their their offensive set. We're able to force some turnovers, and State outscores them by 20 points in a quarter, 22-2 to two in the fourth quarter to put it away 68-52. That is absolutely flat-out getting it done. State also turns Vandy over, over and over and over and over in that ball game, and that's what Vic Schaefer's built on, right? It's defense, defense turning into offense. You go out there and you press them, and you press them, and press them. You make them rush a shot, you get a turnover, and the next thing you know, you know you're you're fast breaking on them, and, and the game is getting elongated very quickly. Vanderbilt with 26 turnovers on the night. Now State turned it over 14 times too, which is more than Vic Schaefer is comfortable with. But you get 26 turnovers out of Vanderbilt, in, in including eight from their star player, uh, Coy Love. 
She pitched in 19 points last night, turned it over 18 times. Part of the deal. So we mentioned these young players that are beginning to really step up for Mississippi State. You know, I really thought we would see uh, Aliyah Mataru be a player that became a star in a year or two. She was instrumental in Mississippi State putting that game away in the fourth with Jordan Danbury on the bench. And Jordan is one of those players, too, kind of as, as she goes, we go. She is our money player. But you got Aliyah Mataru putting in 14 minutes of action, and it is incredible how efficient she is on the floor. 14 points and just over 14 minutes of action. The second leading scorer for Mississippi State in 14 minutes of action. Incredible. The six most minutes played. She's an instant offense player. And she like here's the deal with her. When she gets the ball, she's going to the basket. If she jumps in a passing lane, she's thinking too. If she steals the ball up the top of the key, she's trying to get to the to the basket. So either you're you're either she's gonna make the fast break layup or you're gonna foul her. She is bringing the heat. I think you're beginning to see Jordan Danbury probably get uh some rest in the coming weeks to keep her fresh down the stretch because of the fact that you've got uh, Aliyah kind of coming on. Four of nine from the field, one of three from three-point line, five of six from the line. That'll make the head coach smile. Pulls down four rebounds. Uh, gets gets in there and, and, and gets defended too. Forces four fouls. Turns it over just once and has four steals. Leads a team in four steals. You know, we need that type of frenetic energy on defense. It's one of those things you begin to think, okay, we feel good about this. We don't have a lot of depth. Now, all of a sudden, you're starting to see the depth develop. Jemiah Mingo Young comes in, gives you 10 good minutes, not much offensively. But, again, the fact that she's out there and kind of getting acclimated to SEC play, she's going to be big down the stretch. Zaria Wiggins, big big night for her minutes-wise, puts in almost 30 minutes of action, three of eight, three of eight from the field. Knocks down a couple free throws, pulled down six rebounds, and did get in a little foul trouble. Eight points there, but good efficient minutes for her. Chloe Bibby and Zaria Wiggins, they're both going to be subbing in and out at times. Chloe has not offensively, has not been where she has been, uh, and I suspect we'll find out from Vic that she's probably not 100%. Did not attempt a shot last night. Played 18 minutes, did not attempt a shot, did not pull down a rebound, had four fouls and had one steal. When she's in the game, though, we're, we're scoring and pulling away. But uh, she has had some defensive issues as of late. Rakia Jackson checks in, does a good job for State. Four of ten from the floor, three rebounds, uh, three fouls, eight, eight points, a little bit off her average, and that's okay. We'll get there. But Jessica Carter, welcome back, Jess. Big game for her, 22 points, seven rebounds. Uh, late, I really thought she gave Vanderbilt some trouble, really gave them some trouble. So you feel really good about what's happened this week, and we're going to begin a new week on Sunday as the ladies will take on Ole Miss. Ole Miss, I don't know if you guys know this. Uh, Ole Miss, not really good at sports, and uh, currently winless on both the men's and the women's side in basketball. And so I, I say that not just to throw shade at our arch rivals, but to say these are some series that state needs to sweep on both sides. You should be able to do that. Uh, but their women have not played well. And, and again, everybody, yes, like I've said many times, you know, Ole Miss fans love recruiting and then kind of sports in that order. And so they're talking about that great recruiting class for next year. Uh, you know, next year's not here, and uh, there's no guarantee. That's going to work because you're going to be younger again next year. Currently 9-9 nine and nine overall and 0-5 and in the league. It just hasn't been pretty. The last time that Ole Miss played, they uh, went to Knoxville and get beat 73-48. to 48. Defensively, they are really struggling to stop anybody. Give up 80 against LSU, 71 against Florida, 76 against Arkansas, and uh, 57 at A&M. Mississippi State's going to get up and score some points. And one of the things that's interesting to me, whenever Vic plays Ole Miss, even when he has the chance to lay their hammer down, sometimes he doesn't really do it. It's like he just kind of takes air out of the ball. I think sometimes winning is enough for Vic. But uh, this Saturday, this Sunday, pardon me, uh, it's going to be interesting. 
and I, as I'm sitting here reading the wrong scores, I apologize for that. That's the men's side. Awful. Apologize for that because I, I thought those numbers looked a little bit rough. I thought those were a little bit better than I expected. So here's your women's scores for Ole Miss. I don't know that it matters. Ole Miss 7-12, and 0-6 oh in the league. Again, winless on both sides. You can understand my confusion. They're both putrid, uh, to borrow a phrase, Brian. But uh, look, yeah, here's the ladies. They lose to Georgia 58-51 at home. They lose at A&M 79-35. They lose, at lose to Tennessee in the Pavilion 84-28. And think about all the years that Pat Summit ruled the roost in college football and basketball, not just in the SEC but nationally, and that they had never beaten an SEC opponent worse than they beat Ole Miss this year. Crazy. 84-28. LSU beats them 52-44, and LSU is just a pretty good team. They'll be a tournament team, but they're not one of those deals where, uh, you know, they're not a power by any stretch. Missouri takes them down 71-37, and then they lose at Auburn 59-43, and this is not a good Auburn team. So they will be here, and that'll be a uh, 4 p.m. tip. And so hopefully you guys can make it out. That's We usually have really good crowds. And uh, just, just so you guys know, it doesn't get any easier for Ole Miss because once they uh, lose to Mississippi State on Sunday, they will uh, host South Carolina on Thursday. It's kind of a rough deal, man. It's like, who do you pull for in that ballgame? You know, it's like um, Ole Miss has no chance. And so you almost just expect to see South Carolina, you know, hammer them. But, man, uh, not that I enjoy pulling for Ole Miss, but, man, wouldn't it be great to see South Carolina slip up somewhere? I just don't see it happening in Oxford, Mississippi. What reminds you, our good friend Stan Ray, Stan the man, Miss Kathy Brown, the lovely, talented Susie who gets more lovelier by the day at Campus Bookmart. They'll take care of you. They'll treat you like family because you are family. Campus Bookmart, a long time Mississippi State institution right there off campus. Many of you got your textbooks there when you were students here at Mississippi State. Use that uh, complimentary parking lot there in the back. The gravel lot back there. It's free for everybody. Go by and use that. If you're a student, if you're a commuter, you don't mind walking to class. But you can find the latest and greatest in Mississippi State memorabilia and merchandise right there at Campus Bookmart. If you can't make it to town, let me encourage you to visit them on the World Wide Web at campusbookmart.net. And by being a loyal Boneyard listener, we'll give you a phrase that pays. That's BSR, which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson. And that'll get you free shipping on all orders over $50. Any order less than $50, absolutely incomplete. Mom, on behalf of your husband and children, we want new Mississippi State clothing. You can order that and get us outfitted for baseball because that's going to be here February 15th. Even if it's going to be a little, little, little chilly. We want that new maroon polo. We want the Mississippi State baseball clothing. So if you can get that M over F stuff for us, Mom, we would appreciate that. All right, so let's look at some recruiting stuff. We're going to get ready to get out of here shortly. Mississippi State will host two official visitors this weekend. Quarterback K.J. Uh, Castillo. Um, it's, i got to get used to that. Costello, I guess, is the right pronunciation. I've been saying you know, Castillo. It's Costello. K.J. Costello is visiting. Former Stanford quarterback is thrown for over 6,100 yards. He will take an official visit to Mississippi State this weekend. I expect, if things go well with the visit, that he will commit to Mississippi State. I, that's what I expect. This is a guy that's got NFL potential. He is on the radar. He needs another good year. He had some injuries last year, had a head injury and a thumb injury, and I understand he's fully recovered from all that. He'll be good to go. But this is a guy that's a very accomplished Power 5 quarterback. This isn't a guy that we're taking a chance on, a guy that we coached, that we liked, and just felt like he never got a fair shake. This is a guy that was among the top high school prospects in the country. And he has proven – at Stanford, that he can throw it around with the best of them. Mike Leach could work wonders with him. I think he is the guy that comes in, makes Mississippi State a much better football team next year. Dylan Spencer, offensive lineman from Madison Central, will also be here this weekend. Just the two official visitors. We'll probably have a couple of uh, specialists. I know there is a, a deep snapper from uh, from Georgia that's going to make a trip in unofficially. But uh, two official visitors. I don't know if we see either of them commit publicly, but I think, you know, you'll see K.J. Costello make a decision sooner rather than later. Dylan Spencer plans to visit Missouri next weekend. Marcus Johnson, Marcus Johnson, longtime uh, recruiter of him, 
so that's a real issue. You know, I, I think Marcus probably has the most significant relationship in the recruiting process right now with him. If I had to call it, I would say if signing day were today, he would sign with Missouri. He will have the opportunity to sit down Mason Miller and Mike Leach this weekend, and maybe we can change that. But I think heading into the weekend, State's got work to do. Without, without question, we have work to do to get this deal closed with Dylan Spencer. Now, what about the rest of this thing? What about the numbers? Uh, so a lot has kind of popped up about uh, Benjamin Key. Mississippi State signing Benjamin Key opting out of his letter of intent. He was released. I know it's one of those things that uh, some of these – uh, rival school experts have said that state is not uh, is is trying to trap kids. That's a that is a fabrication. That is not even a good rumor. That is an absolute lie. Mississippi State not trying to trap anybody. Benjamin Key opts out after his release. He was granted a full release by Mississippi State University, and he is now going to sign on with Missouri. Wish him the best. Mississippi State does not get that spot back in the twenty five for this year. And so then you've already signed the 22. So you've got three to work with in the 25. Now, there is some room in the initial counters because of the fact State's able to count back some. But State is up against the 83. Ordinarily, it would be the 85. But we have 83. Due to the Tudorgate sanctions, we will have 83 scholarship players this year and next year. And so it's not about, and yeah, we've got room to count back. We don't have room. We don't have scholarships available. So... They're probably going to, you're probably going to see, you know, probably three or four signees in February. I guess it would be three and then uh, possibly four. And then I think state will probably wait post spring to see if some guys leave out or whatever. And then you've got some room to work there. Possibly you take a grad transfer, maybe an older safety. Uh, Because there will be some guys looking for a home after spring practice. A lot of guys out there with new coaches that may not fit a scheme or may graduate and look to explore their options. So I don't expect a huge signing day in February, but I think that you will add Scott Lashley. I think you will add very good possibility of KJ Costello. Either way, I think State signs a grad transfer quarterback. So that's two of them, and then that leaves you room for one more certain. I think maybe you oversigned by one. So I would say, counting those guys, probably looking at four February signees, and then we'll see what happens post-spring. And so anything more than that means that there is some attrition that we're expecting. What I mean by that is, it's like, say, for an example, there's a kid that is going to notify the staff, hey, coach, this isn't for me. I'm going to leave after the spring. Well, if you know that ahead of time, you can go ahead and account for that in February. You can go ahead and sign somebody else as long as you have room in the initial. But based on the numbers today, I think you're probably looking at four signees in February. And then again, we'll see what happens in post-spring because there'll be some guys, some of our guys are going to leave too. And there are going to be some other guys available. And we need some guys because this is a very young team in many respects. we got to go out and get some guys. I don't think, you know, I think if we can get a grad transfer receiver, a grad transfer safety in the spring, I think you got to do that. I think you have to do that. So we'll see how it all shakes loose. And if we could get you know, a good high school receiver, maybe you take them too. But I think you've got to have some room to make it all work. So that's where we are with that. So uh, that's consider yourselves completely updated. We have covered a lot of ground today. We have talked about Zach Arnett. We have talked about the three three five defense and Joe Lee Dunn was kind of the, the father of that. So that should kind of harken you back to some very interesting days. And then men's basketball playing well. Now we've got to go on the road a couple of games. Can we take that intensity on the road? Can we play consistent defense on the road? That remains to be seen. That's really the big test for this team. Women's basketball has two road games this week. They split them. Now we come home and play Ole Miss. Uh, which means we ought to have a really good crowd. So hopefully you'll be out and be able to join us. And then we get to talk some recruiting stuff. So you guys got a little bit of everything today. Hope that you enjoyed the show. We'll be back on Monday and have an opportunity on Monday to talk about the, the recruiting weekend. It was hopefully we're talking about some new Mississippi State commitments. We're ta- hopefully we're talking about a couple of Bulldog wins. Uh, we'll probably do a Facebook Live show Sunday night. So go ahead. For those of you that keep up with that, you can go over to the uh, – Bulldogs, that's B-U-L-L-D-A-W-G-S on 247 Facebook page. And uh, like the page, all of our free content is posted there. And I do a Facebook Live show a couple days a week. Did one yesterday on the way to Memphis as a passenger in the vehicle. And But we'll probably do something Sunday because by that time we'll have some news from the official visits. We'll know what the, the basketball weekend looked like. 
and I'll answer all your questions over there. Still waiting to hear who Mississippi State hires as a, quote, linebacker coach. That is still a fluid process. We'll see what happens as we kind of move forward with that, and hopefully we'll have some answers on that next week. But Mississippi State, the defensive coach search is over. The head coaching search is over, and now we're beginning to kind of settle some things down, and and uh, we'll focus our attention on, on men's and women's basketball and then National Signing Day. Before we get ready to see the Diamond Dogs play, February 15th will be here before you know it. I want to thank you guys again for so much for your support over the years. If you have not ordered your copy of Stark Villains, you can do so at StarkVillainsTheBook.com, and I will personalize every one. They have me sign books two or three days a week, and so if you need them written to you or somebody else, and with Valentine's Day coming up, it's a great gift for the hard-to-buy-for Bulldog fan in your life. If you have the book, then please rep the book and rep the brand by going to StarkVillains.com and ordering yourself T-shirt and hoodies. And, Mom, we like those, too. Uh, you'll see me sporting those more days than not. And so uh, please uh, support the brand, rep the brand, and uh, let people know where you stand. Until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we'll make more friends than enemies, and people can see a difference in the way we live. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.